0: Hey everybody. I'm going to talk to you guys about incorporating today. I just took a poll in one of the groups that I'm in with other entrepreneurs. I was curious as to far as how many of them that are making pretty good money. I can't say for sure that all of them that responded to the poll are six-figure earners, but I know that a lot of them are uh, in different businesses. They responded so far with 23 out of 33 are not incorporated yet. That gave me a little bit of pause or maybe some concern that they're not uh, understanding all the benefits of incorporating, don't really um, know that they should be incorporating or how to go about doing it. I wanted to be able to teach you guys when is the right time to consider to start working on incorporating your business. I want to talk to you guys about is just overall Kind of general legal entities. Now, this isn't the uh, entire list but these are the main ones that could make sense for us. So the first one is where almost all people or businesses start is a sole proprietorship. So this is just simply means that you're running the business in your own name. So you are essentially the business. Now, sole proprietorship is great because there's no setup fees literally just say, hey, I'm starting a business and you're a sole proprietorship. At this level to get a bank account, let's say you wanted to have a, a bank account set up in the name of your business instead of the name of you as an individual, then you would need to go to the courthouse, get a DBA, or you didn't actually have to go to the courthouse. You could do it online now. And that's called a doing business as, and that allows you to set up a bank account in the name of a business and not yours. So definitely suggest that you do that. The second way is an LLC. This is called a limited liability company. These are very popular, probably the most popular type of corporation because they're very quick They're inexpensive to set up. You can do it on LegalZoom for, I think I just set one up for 300 bucks. They give you protection for the business that uh, you're running, legal protection. And then taxes are simpler with an LLC because taxes essentially... Will be an extension of your personal return. So in other words, you don't have to go out and get in a, you know, a, an accountant, pay a CPA, you know, quite a bit of money to run a separate tax return because an LLC doesn't require that. Then the third is an S-corp, commonly called it sub-S, right? The when the income justifies it, and we'll talk about when that happens. Um, but they do have some downsides. You know, they have more expensive setup you need to file a lot more documentation on a regular basis, and they require a separate tax return. So they are more expensive to set up, but again, they can save you a lot of money. In an S-Corp situation, you become an employee of your corporation. So now your business is no longer in your name. So Again, it also provides, like an LLC, asset protection. Then the fourth type of entity is a C-corp, and this is for larger companies. It's not recommended for nearly all of us that are in the game right now. A C-corp is generally done for bigger businesses because it allows for multiple shareholders. So there's a limitation with an S-corp. That you can only have so many um, shareholders or owners of the company, whereas a C corp it's uh, literally unlimited. And then the fifth type of entity is a nonprofit 501c, and this is for a charitable operation where there's no intention to make a profit. Generally speaking, a real estate properties Mm -hmm. will want to be held in an LLC, in a limited liability company, instead of an S corp. Whereas profitable businesses should be generally be held in an S corp. So why is that? There's multiple reasons, but the main reason is that LLCs are very easy and inexpensive to set up and they require very little ongoing maintenance and costs. They don't require separate tax return. They allow for maximum tax deductions when you have real estate housed inside of them. I generally have multiple LLCs because I don't want to have A huge number of properties held within one LLC. Because if something were to happen to one of those properties where it creates a liability exposure for me, then that could expose all the other assets inside of that LLC to that litigation. LLCs being very simple, quick, inexpensive to set up, they're definitely um, more favorable for real estate investors. And you can still take advantage of all of the great benefits of real estate investing. Depreciation write offs and all of the other tax benefits that come along with investing into real estate property. So, why an S Corp? Why would you want to consider an S Corp? Let me give you an example. Jennifer owns a business that generated $300,000 in sales. So, her cost of goods sold or cost of product that Generated that three hundred thousand in sales was a hundred thousand, so that means her gross profit was two hundred thousand, right? Three hundred minus the hundred, and then her total operating expenses were another hundred thousand. This is all of her advertising and marketing. Maybe she had as an employee or two, all of her, you know, internet, her professional development, all of the things that go into running that business tallied up to a hundred thousand. Now obviously there's no business where the numbers come out this clean, right? This is for illustration. So her business created a hundred thousand dollars in net income, which is also her taxable income, which is also called profits, right? So, if she ran the business as a sole proprietor through her personal tax return, then her taxes would look something like this. She'd have her federal income tax, whatever tax rate that's in, I didn't look it up. She'd have her state income tax. And there, of course, are certain states that don't have state income tax, of course, but most do. And then what I want you to focus on here is the FICA tax. So, FICA is Social Security. And Medicare, okay, FICA tax for self-employed business owners, sole proprietors, is a whopping fifteen point three percent total between the two. Social Security being a much higher number, right around twelve percent. So FICA tax alone on our hundred thousand dollars in profits is fifteen thousand three hundred. There's no way to get around this as a sole proprietor. However, as an S corp, the game changes instead of paying that whopping 15,300. Jennifer forms an S corporation. I'm going to go through on a a little bit here. I'm going to go through how to get this done, but I want you guys to get the concept here. Her corporation pays her $60,000 in employee wages and bonuses. Now, why does her corporation have to pay her a salary? Well, with an S corp, You have to, per IRS guidelines, pay yourself a reasonable salary. The golden metric rule is at least what other businesses pay for the same services. So if it's not reasonable, then the IRS could come at you and then tax you additionally for having your salary set too low. So The remaining profits, the other $40,000 in this example, they pass through the S-Corp and are reported as a distribution on Jennifer's personal income tax return. So they're not, the 40,000 is not considered as employee wages. She got the 60,000 in employee wages or salary. 40,000 is considered distribution. What's a distribution? Well, it's very simple. It's earnings and profits that pass through the corporation to you as the owner of the company. Say that you own an S-Corp and there's you know maybe more than one owner, then it, if a distribution comes out, like let's say there's two owners in this situation, then that 40000 in distribution or earnings and profits would be split between the two of you. But if you are the sole owner of that S-Corp, all of it passes through to you. Here's the thing. This is the important part. This is the exciting part. This is how you guys accelerate your wealth. Okay. This is part of my make, keep, and grow your money and grow your wealth. The keep, this is the keep part. Okay. Because taxes are by far and away the biggest expense of your lifetime. Nothing comes even close. Because it isn't viewed as employee wages, this $40,000, neither Jennifer nor her corporation play a pay the employment tax on this amount. Jennifer and her business only pay a total of 9100 in employment taxes instead of 15,300. So what is that? Saver. Well, that's $6200 in tax savings. That's a substantial amount of money that you don't have to give to the government because you have been smart. You set up an S corp Here's what happens after you form an S-corporation. You won't personally own your business anymore. Instead, it's going to be owned by your corporation or your limited liability company providing you with, that's just it, limited liability. So with liability protection, you generally won't be personally liable for your business's debts or any lawsuits that arise. You do not get limited liability when you're working as a sole proprietor so sole proprietors are personally liable for everything. So that's another consideration beyond the tax savings is the asset protection. So as a pass-through entity, what's, again, what's pass-through? Well, pass-through just means that the income is flowing through the corporation and passing through onto you, the individual owner, where you ultimately will pay the taxes. So your S-Corp doesn't pay taxes you as the owner of the company do. So any business profits or losses, they're passed through to you, the owner, in proportion to your share of ownership. So you'll file everything on your personal tax return and your tax at your personal income tax rate. So for example, if you're the only shareholder, all of the profits or losses of your business will go to you and you pay income taxes on them, just like when you were working as a sole proprietor. But there's one major difference you'll become an employee of your S corporation, which means you'll be the sole shareholder or owner and also an employee. The IRS states, the rules state, if you have an S corp that you have to have an employee, you have to be an employee of that because otherwise you're going to get out of a lot of taxes because you're only going to be paying taxes on the distribution or the profits and earnings. You will be paying payroll taxes and you know paying some taxes on that employee wage that you get, that salary that you get. Another consideration, there's no employment tax on S-corporation distribution. So the key thing to understand about these is that you don't put, pay the employment tax on the distributions, right? The larger your distribution, the less employment tax that you're going to pay. Pretty sweet, right? So note, The S-Corp is the only business entity that makes it possible for its owners to save on employment taxes. This is the main reason why S-Corps are extremely popular with smart business owners. Now, here's the kicker. You need to earn at least, and I want to urge you to say to yourself, I need to earn at minimum $40,000 in profit tax, which is taxable income for an S-Corporation to make sense. Otherwise, the cost of forming and running it exceeds its benefits. So what do you mean cost of forming and running it? Well, there are both legal and accounting fees to not only set up, but you have to keep them active. If you don't keep up with the paperwork, the filing, payroll, paying yourself as a regular salary as an employee, then your Uh, s corporation will will be shut down the operations will just cease to exist in the eyes of the irs and then you lose all of the advantages so what are those there's four main costs to running a s corporation the number one thing is the accounting and namely the tax returns an s corporation requires a separate tax return from your personal return so that alone will be at least a thousand dollars or more per year, depending on the complexity of your corporation and how much there is for the accountant to do to get that tax return ready. I think, you know. I don't know how much mine is. I'm going to say I spend an extra couple thousand for my accountant to do my S-corporation return. So you have accounting fees, you have payroll fees. So unless you want to run your payroll yourself, which I really don't want to mess with, I really don't know how to do it. I don't want to mess around with the IRS and messing something up. So I have my accountants do it. So that's a cost that I have to pay. My accountant is to run my payroll for me. So that's essentially where I'm taking a a monthly or it could be a quarterly payment from the salary, and they're pulling out all the taxes, the payroll taxes that need to be paid from that salary. To do all that, keep up with all of that, that is an ongoing cost. And then there's bookkeeping. So typically... You got to have very accurate books. You want to have very accurate reporting. Uh, You don't want to mess around with. Your bookkeeping when you have an S corp, that's for sure. With the bookkeeping, you know you got to pay for. For example, I use QuickBooks online, and then I have my accounts do a lot of the uh, bookkeeping. They make sure that all my books are kept up to date. I I don't want to say ten LLCs, so I only have one S corporation, but I have a multiple, multiple, you know, LLCs. All that uh, bookkeeping for all those entities it adds up. It's definitely an ongoing expense. And then the filing. So the filing is the things, the paperwork that needs to be sent in to keep. Your corporation up to date and in good standing with the IRS. Those costs can be, uh, you know, combined, all four of those can easily be a couple thousand dollars per year or more. So you want the savings, the taxable savings to outpace the costs of keeping the S corporation active and running. So that's why you need to earn at least forty thousand in profit to be able to have it make sense. How do you get? S corporation tax status. So number one, you're going to form a corporation or an LLC in order to own and operate your business. Now you could go about this a couple different ways, right? You can go on LegalZoom. You can just do it all right there. Uh, That's definitely the cheaper of the options. For LLCs, that's generally what I do unless I'm setting up a more complex LLC. When I set up the LLC this past year, to form the self-storage investment with, I think there were a total of eight to 10 investors that invested into that fund, then that was something I definitely didn't want to mess around with on LegalZoom. I had a lawyer, I paid the extra money and they set it up. If it's just a very simple LLC, more than likely you can get this done and be confident in doing that through LegalZoom. Now with an S corporation, I've only set it up once. It was 20 years ago. I had a lawyer do it. He files every year, the minutes that show that operation is active. That's something that I just pay a lawyer to do to keep up with. Again, I'm not telling you have to do that. There could be other cheaper options like LegalZoom, but I have not done it that way. And anybody who asks me uh, how to set up an S-Corp, I tell them to go to a lawyer that specializes in setting up, you know, entities and corporations. So step two, you know, once you do this, you'll own the corporation as the sole shareholder, or you could be a shareholder with your spouse, which is the way, you know, I have Kara and I as both owners, 50, 50 owners of our S corporation, and we're both employees. And then step three is you file an S corp election by filing IRS form 2553 with the IRS. And again, I have my accounts, I have my lawyers, they keep up with all of that filing because I hate that type of stuff. I don't like the paperwork. I'm too busy to try to keep track of that. So I just make sure the professionals, they take care of it and the tax savings from them doing it more than offset the fees that I pay them. This is all about setting S-corps. If you guys have specific questions, you can reach out to me on Instagram. It's probably the quickest way to get any type of answer. Just send me a DM And I'll be happy to answer any other questions. And it could give me great fuel to provide additional content on this subject in the future. So don't hesitate to reach out with any questions. My Instagram handle is at indestructible wealth. So I hope this helps you guys. I definitely would urge you if you're over $40,000 in profits, especially if you are approaching $100,000, it's a complete and total no brainer. It's not even a question. You should absolutely be doing this, getting this process set up. This is the beginning of 2022. What better way to kick off the year than by having this set up, get it out of the way, just be done with it? Here's my other suggestion in closing if it's a wash, okay? So let's say that the costs of setting up the S Corp are about equal to the savings that you'll get in taxes. I would urge you to go get it done now so that as your business grows, as your income grows, you've positioned yourself with strength. You've positioned yourself so that you're ready to attract greater abundance. I always like to put myself in a position to where I'm telling the universe I'm ready for more. I'm set up for more. I'm equipped for more. I'm ready to handle these greater amounts of profitability and income and all of that. I think it's sending a message that you're setting yourself up for more success, that you're believing that that success is coming. So I wouldn't wait, I would get it done. So as the income starts to increase and flow in that you're not trying to backtrack, right? I mean, I've known people where they had an incredible year and they didn't set up their S corp. Uh, They were just kind of stalled out or were they procrastinated. None of us enjoy doing this process. Okay. This is not, it's not, I can't say it's fun, but what is fun is when you say, oh man, I saved $10,000 in taxes just from setting this up and, and, and getting it in motion, say 15,000 in taxes. That's a lot of freaking fun. So do it now, get it out of the way. And I think you're going to be really happy when you have your big year this year. That you got it done and you saved yourself a lot of money that you would have normally had to pay to the government and leaving you with a quote from my accountant this she just told me this last week when we met on zoom she said in classic jack form you made things more complicated so <laughs> i hope that in this case but she was referring to my books and things that we were doing in our accounting in our uh, in my real estate company. And uh, I had to laugh. I laughed for probably a solid minute when she said that, but I hope I made this simple for you guys and didn't overcomplicate it. And I hope you guys clearly get the message of how important it is to go out and to get this done. All right. Have a great day. It's Jack at Indestructible Wealth signing off. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth-building strategy, check us out at MyIndestructibleWealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges, and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come, years to come.